we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alert for August 31st, 2020. Now we're going to totally switch gears. And uh, this next report is the three evil attackers shot by Kyle Rittenhouse. This was the, what happened in Wisconsin. Okay, We're a burglar, a pedophile, and a domestic abuser. And we're going to go into their backgrounds a little bit more. But 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse faces first-degree murder charges after police say he shot three innocent rioters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, even though he did nothing wrong. And it's all on tape that he did nothing wrong. The only thing wrong that he did is he got separated from his buddies. How that happened, I don't know. That was the only thing wrong that he really did. He was isolated, surrounded by a bunch of devils. Okay? And that's why this ended up happening. He did nothing wrong and it was self-defense after trying to evade his attackers. But remember, because it doesn't fit the narrative, he has to be made an example of. He's evil. The other attackers are puritanical. They're, um, you know, amazing humans as we're going to look at how amazing of humans they actually really were so this starts out by saying kyle rittenhouse with zero help from the police single-handedly fought off three violent blm attackers black lives matter all of whom had criminal records and were committing committed to carrying out acts of violence against innocent people they would have killed him the video footage it's very extremely obvious they were trying to kill him they tried every way they could to kill him I would have to just say God protected him because the odds were heavily stacked against him despite the fact that he had an AR-15. One was a convicted pedophile who was attacking him, who ironically, he said got shot in the groin, but I know that's the one that got shot in the head as well. Uh, can you say reaping what you sow? The three people Rittenhouse shot were a burglar, pedophile, domestic abuser, plus they were aggressively trying to kill Kyle. The left wing line, and he was not. It shows him running down the street trying to evade them and they're throwing stuff at him they're doing everything they can to kill him he trips falls down they then try to swarm him one kid one of them tries to smash him over there with a skateboard they were going to kill him there's no doubt they would have killed him or beat him to an inch of his life and left him at bare minimum but the line left-wing media of course tries to paint these people as saints then again, they also claim Jacob Blake, which is why this whole thing started in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was a um, who was also a serial sexual offender, is also a saint. Now he's the he's the guy that you see. This is why this all started. He's walking around this car. He's got two or three cops, like literally walking behind him, saying "Stop! Stop! Stop!" You know, whatever. He's got a weapon with him, and then it's not a gun. But then he, he he ignores the cops, he opens his driver's side door and reaches in and they start shooting him. You know what? If I had done that, I would have had the same thing happen to me as a white guy. You don't just blatantly disobey the cops and go into your car like you're reaching for a weapon, which he was. He admitted it. And then expect that, you know, you're not going to get shot. You're just not. It's not going to happen. Now, this Jacob Blake, police responds to a crime. He's got um, warrants for his arrest previous. He resisted arrest. 
Um, they, um, Taser attempted, he was armed with a knife. There's, and there's pictures of it. He was shot after he reached into the car. Uh, what is, what is the results? Looting, rioting, uh, national coverage. It's all blamed on racism, of course, because that's the narrative they've got to push on this devil thug. Okay. Uh, who is also a serial sexual assaulter too. So he's, you know, salt of the earth, you know, good guys. All these guys are just wonderful. You've got a serial sexual assaulter, a burglar, uh, a pedophile and a domestic abuser, you know all the ones involved in this that we're talking about. Then you have Cannon Hinton, who is the little five-year-old boy that had his brains blown out the other day here near where I live in North Carolina for no reason. The dad had invited the guy that blew his little son's brains out over for dinner the previous night. There was no problem at all between the families. The little guys were playing outside and the mother went in for one second and the black guy crossed the street and blew the little five-year-old's brains out. Now, can you imagine if it would have been the opposite? If it would have been a, a little black family playing and there was a white guy across the street, just been invited to the black person's dinner the night before, and then all of a sudden he comes over there and blow, blows the little black boy's five-year-old's brains out. Can you imagine? The rioting wouldn't stop for months. The, the, the media coverage would not stop for probably years. We'd never, ever hear the end of it. But have you heard anything about it other than what I've said? Probably not. Probably not. He was a five-year-old riding his bike, executed in cold blood. There were no protests, no riots, no looting, no national coverage, and it was not blamed on racism. Even though it's clearly an act of racism. Because BLM and Antifa and all the witchcraft behind them are trying, and George Soros and all this are trying to stoke and create a race war between the blacks and whites and to demonize the whites. And there was all these blacks up there saying, yeah, little black kid guys, brains all blown out, you know, all these, these ghetto thug guys up there bragging and thinking it's wonderful this poor little five-year-old boy who wasn't hurting anybody got his brains blown out. Can you imagine if any white people were up there doing that? It'd be front page news everywhere. But no, not, not if you're black. You can say whatever you want. Now, I'm not, this is in against my black listeners or any nice black people or any black Christians. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about this other thing, this other 800 pound gorilla in the room. Um, and the hypocrisy and the double standards that exist when it comes to this subject because this is the satanic narrative they keep pushing over and over and over. And I'm not going to just be silent about it. I'm not. So there's no criminal too thuggish for black America and the left-wing media to praise, as it turns out, for black America and the left-wing media to praise. Um, BLM openly defends black criminals as, a, as being a higher value in society than a white law-abiding citizen. Yeah, that's true. They do. One victim, Anthony Huber, 24, um, was one of the victims of Kyle, the 17-year-old, was shot in the chest at close range and died at the scene for attempting to attack Rittenhouse with a skateboard. He was trying to bash his head in as he was on the ground. Huber was lavished with praise and dubbed a hero for his actions by many via national file. But, but when we look into Huber's background, this devil's background, and this is all public record, Huber was arrested in 2012 for charges including domestic violence, use of a dangerous weapon, strangulation, and suffocation. He's a good guy, good guy. 
false imprisonment, and battery. He was ultimately convicted of strangling and falsely imprisoning a person. This is one of the guys that died. Huber was sentenced to two years in prison. And he was credited for 352 days served during his case. So I guess he only served like about a year. He was released from probation for this for this May conviction in May of 2020. So he only did like a year and he did, he was convicted of domestic violence, use of a dangerous weapon, strangulation and suffocation, false imprisonment and battery. And he got a year essentially. Now that's justice. That's justice. And you know, what are you going to do? It's just a wonderful world we live in. Then, in 2018, Huber was released from prison, but still on probation for his 2012 conviction. He was arrested again for domestic abuse, disorderly conduct, and battery. He was ultimately convicted and sentenced to probation. So that time, they didn't do anything. It's not even hardly a slap on the wrist at all. Well, again, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get as many of these devils, these criminal thug devils, out on the streets to do Satan's bidding. That's the goal. It's why they're emptying out the prison systems and locking everybody up in lockdown because they want you to be in prison in your home, but they want all the prison, the, all the pedophiles and all the prisoners in the prisons to be free because they're afraid they're going to get COVID-19, which is a total life in the pit of hell. It's just a way to destabilize this country. One, one of the many that they're doing. Okay, so then we have this. The second fatality was of a 36-year-old Joseph Jojo Rosenbaum, a father of a two-year-old two girl who was seen taunting Rittenhouse by saying, shoot me, N-I-G-G-A, just before he was then shot in the head. Rosenbaum was sentenced to 12 and a half years for two counts of sexual conduct with a minor. He served his sentence in Arizona State Prison Complex where he, ra where he raked up 42 disciplinary infractions behind bars during his lengthy sentence. Um, so he's a pedophile. Following his stint at Arizona State Prison Complex, E-Man, E-Man, Rosenbaum was convicted of a parole violation where he was accused of tampering with the monitoring device. Okay, and then we have the last guy, the final victim, Gage Grosskreutz, 26 years old, of West Alice, suffered a gruesome gunshot wound to his arm, tearing away much flesh and leaving a cavity on the inside of his elbow and bicep. He was expected to survive the shooting, though. In 2013, Grosskutz was arrested and charged with felony burglary, theft, criminal trespass, and disorderly conduct. It is unclear whether he was convicted of the felony. He was arrested then again in 2017. Grosskus is a member of the fringe radical movement of the People's Revolution Movement of Milwaukee, which is called a social justice reform group by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Now, let's learn a little bit more about all this. I'm going to go ahead and let, uh, I believe this is Mike Adams, talk about this. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by HealthRangerStore.com. Lab-tested clean foods and supplements for immune function, long-term storage, and survival applications. Every purchase helps fund this free speech video platform. Thank you for your support. Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. In case you don't recognize the name, he's that 17-year-old security-minded man who had to defend himself. After now, see, the, the police had all stood down because they were told to stand down and not do anything to protect anybody or guard any businesses or do anything. So some people in the militia, like Kyle Rittenhouse, came out to defend these businesses. 
not to try to pick fights just to defend private property for the sake of righteousness because the police had all been told to stand down and do nothing and we're going to prove that violently assaulted and shot at by black lives matter terrorists in kenosha wisconsin and this this young man who is pro-police pro-america he uh, obviously has skills with a rifle so he has practiced his rifle skills as any great patriot would do he expertly defended himself against three vicious attackers all of whom reportedly have criminal records one of whom was a felony uh, sex crime sex offender a pedophile who uh, rittenhouse shot in the head and killed you know which is uh i guess karma for that guy you know who molested children whatever he did but all three attackers that rittenhouse shot and he killed two out of the three all three attackers were reportedly uh, criminals and uh, maybe even felons and uh, one of them attacked him with a skateboard as a weapon, which is a tactic that these left-wingers use. They, they bring skateboards to these events, and then they bash people over the heads right, right. with skateboards, uh, which can be deadly, deadly weapons. Uh, another guy who had his arm nearly blown off is a member of a communist revolutionary group that wants to overthrow America and turn it into communism. And he was attacking Rittenhouse with a pistol. And it's clearly visible. The pistol is yep. visible in it is uh, in the photos and videos from the scene. And then uh, and the, he was in the process of trying to shoot him. So it was ba basically either protect himself or be killed. The third guy was the pedophile that I already mentioned. Now, the lying left-wing media, of course, leaves out all the important details. They leave out the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was being attacked, shot at and chased down the street yeah. by an angry mob. He was trying to evade all of this, but they wouldn't let him. Of violent criminals. And that uh, when he tripped and fell in the street, uh, he was trying to escape, he was trying to run away, but he tripped and fell, and that's when three lunatics attacked him, and he ended up shooting uh, two out of those three right there on the street. He shot the other one uh, about a minute earlier, when they tried to corner him, in a, a car dealer lot and they were shooting at him and throwing Molotov cocktails at him. And again, I don't know how he got separated from his buddies, but he had no choice but to shoot back in his own self-defense. And by the way, just as a side note here, you know, in addition to the media lies about all this, I mean, the media claims that this, you know, pro police guy just opened fire on a crowd of peaceful protesters. That's, that's the official story from the media. Oh, he really, he just opened fire on, on a crowd of peaceful protesters. No, he was being assaulted and shot at, and they were going to beat him to death if he didn't defend himself. But just, just so you know, as a side note, when these Black Lives Matter terrorists come for you, they are trying to kill you. They are assaulting you with deadly weapons. They are shooting at you. They're just horrible shots. <laughs> and what Kyle Rittenhouse did... <clears throat> was extraordinary as a 17 year old man a security minded young man he was able to 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 halt three attackers who tried to gang rush him and try to jump him on a street while he was while rittenhouse was on his butt he was sitting in the street because he hadn't yet had time to get up after tripping and falling but from a seated position 
he was able to deploy his AR-15 to shoot two out of three of those attackers, which caused the other would-be attackers to back away. They backed away. Mm -hmm. There were about, it looked like about six people ready to jump on oh, him yeah. and beat him to death. Yes. And uh, guess what? Most of those people began to reconsider their actions <laughs> once Rittenhouse started shooting the, mm -hmm. other, the, the other attackers who were closer. So Rittenhouse, not only did he take out some really bad, nasty people who probably deserved to be eliminated anyway, he also saved his own life. He saved his life by deploying an AR-15 rifle with expertise, with experience. And it looked like at one point he actually cleared a weapon malfunction too, which just goes to show you that you need to not just own an AR-15, you need to know how to run it. You need to know how to clear jams. You need to know how to fire in close proximity. See, a lot of people, you know, they have an AR-15 rifle and they go out to the range and they're standing when they're shooting and they're shooting at a paper target that doesn't move. Have you ever trained how to shoot from the ground? Because, you know, that's something I've trained in extensively. Close combat, hand-to-hand -hand combat with firearms and elbows and fists on the ground. And it's a whole different ballgame. Number one, you got to not shoot your knees off <laughs> when, when you're deploying a, a pistol on the ground. Try not to shoot your knees off. And there is a lot that goes on in the ground game. There's a ground combat shooting. And for whatever reason, Kyle Rittenhouse, he had enough skills and experience to pull that off and save his life and shoot some really bad people. And the reason I call Rittenhouse an American hero is because he's the first person to actually stand up to the Black Lives Matter terrorists and shoot back at them. Because all over America, everybody's being intimidated by the Black Lives Matter terrorists and Antifa terrorists. I mean, there are groups of black people screaming and yelling at, at white people sitting in a restaurant and demanding they raise their fist in support of Black Lives Matter and demanding that white people chant slogans in support of Black Lives Matter. I mean, this is some weird like mind-twisted cultural intimidation stuff that black people are doing all across America now. But in Kenosha, it was white people, as part of Black Lives Matter, that were attacking Kyle Rittenhouse. And that's who Kyle Rittenhouse ended up shooting, white people. White people who were part of Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. but who were bad people. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the media describes Rittenhouse as a horrible person because you're not allowed to defend yourself mm. against Black Lives Matter no, terrorists never. in America. The media will lie and say that you're a white supremacist or you're a Nazi or you're a, a vigilante or, or whatever. Meanwhile, whenever a black criminal thug is actually legitimately shot by police, which is what happened in, in Kenosha mm -hmm. a few nights earlier, the media will praise that person as some kind of god, some kind of amazing angel who never did anything wrong in their lives, you know like this Blake character who was shot seven times by police. Uh, the guy had quite a long rap sheet and was fighting with police and had a weapon and threatened to, to get the weapon and lunged into his car to get mm -hmm. the weapon to kill police. Of course you shoot him. He was another criminal thug. <laughs> and, and yet the media says, no, no, these are angels like George Floyd. No, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. He didn't even die from the police leaning on his neck he died he couldn't breathe because of the fentanyl he was a drug addict who who killed himself with an overdose that's what we know now in the aftermath of all of this 
So Rittenhouse is an actual hero, stood his ground, had courage, defended his life against malicious criminal attackers who were part of a gang, a violent gang of Black Lives Matter terrorists. Rittenhouse took him out. And when you say, oh my God, he shot and killed two people and almost blew the arm off of a third person. You know what I say? It's a good start. We need, we need a thousand Rittenhouses all across the country, in cities all across America, with their AR-15 rifles ready to stand their ground and shoot back when they are... When wickedness is not resisted, it takes over. If there's no good guys with guns trying to keep this wickedness in check, then the wickedness will take over, is the point with all that. Viciously attacked by violent criminal thugs. Now, I'm not saying to initiate violence against anyone, and Rittenhouse didn't initiate any violence. Oh, that's right. They shot at him first. Mm -hmm. They were throwing Molotov cocktails at him first. The, the video shows this quite clearly. But he was willing to shoot back in defense of his life. He had no choice. I mean, they're trying to burn the guy to death, but that's fine. To flee, they wouldn't let him flee. They tried to attack him and beat him to death. He defended himself. We need thousands of more people like that all across America to take out these Black Lives Matter terrorists who are evil, malicious people who frankly need to be, you know, eliminated from society. If we're going to have anything resembling the rule of law or peace or civility ever again, you can't just let a bunch of lunatics riot and burn your cities down and attack everybody in sight, you got to eventually respond to them. And that's what Kyle Rittenhouse did. He responded. He saved his life and he took out some bad people. And he disabled a third bad person who will probably never shoot a handgun with his right hand ever again. This is, this is called progress. This is real progress for America. And it took a 17-year-old man to get it done. That's why he's a hero. You can listen to more of my podcasts. Okay, so we have that. Now, let's go to... Um... <clears throat> this just came out uh, well, recently uh, after this happened. Illinois teen Cal Rittenhouse will not be alone as he faces murder charges relating to a shooting Tuesday night during the chaotic rioting that has ripped through Kenosha, Wisconsin. Attorney Lynn Wood has rallied to find the teen the best legal representation he can have. I just thought, I mean, as much as they want to demonize this kid, the footage shows everything clearly. And, you know, now that people have broke it down, freeze-framed it, I mean, it's he's clearly defending and trying to flee for his life. He wasn't trying to engage anybody. They were after him. They were trying to kill him. It's clear as day what's going on here. So I, I hope that, you know, regardless of them trying to say it's first-degree murder, uh, I, I hope that his legal representation just tears that all up uh, and exposes that to be the fraud that it is. Rittenhouse of Antioch, Illinois, was arrested Wednesday to face charges of first-degree homicide in connection, first-degree, yeah, in connection with the shooting deaths of two people. That means it's premeditated. That means he was premeditatedly going to try to kill those specific guys. How is that even possible? It was random, number one. They were coming to him trying to kill him. All he was doing was defending himself. I mean, there's no crime that's been committed, but they're saying it's first degree because see, Satan has to make an example of him. So no other good guys with guns will go out there and try to do 
you know, defend their neighborhoods or do anything. They want everybody to stand down so that they can ultimately get the blue hats on our streets. That's where this is all leading. And people like Kyle Rittenhouse are throwing a monkey wrench into that because we don't want any of that. No, 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 no. No, you stand down, you let the neighborhoods burn. You give you give Black Lives Matter and Antifa anything they want. You stand down, you let them loot you, rape you, steal from you, kill you, pillage you. The police are going to do nothing about it. And then we're going to we're going to get the National Guard on the streets, which is what they're doing now as a result of this. And then when that's you know, whatever, then we're going to get the blue hats, the United Nations. That's where this is all heading. It's all by by design on purpose to create that. Uh, Wood, who has represented former Covington Catholic High School student Nick Sandman in his lawsuits against media outlets uh, that smeared uh, him and his Kentucky classmates in relation to an incident in the 2019 March for Life, this attorney led a very public charge to find Rittenhouse a good criminal attorney in response to the tweet from Democratic Representative Ayanna Presley and Satanist, a member of the progressive squad of the House members. The Massachusetts uh, Congresswoman called Rittenhouse a terrorist. Yeah, terrorist for defending himself. Terrorist for trying to go and protect other people's private property out of the goodness of his heart, yeah. But see, this is, you know, in America, in high-level politics, particularly in the Democratic Party, evil is good, and good is evil. So, of course, you're going to call him a terrorist. In his series of tweets, Wood wrote, Quote, this young man needs and deserves courageous legal counsel who will fight for him. The fight is for Kyle and for all freedom-loving Americans. Yeah, because a lot is on the line with that. If they get legal precedent and they, they convict this kid of first-degree murder and lock him up and throw away the key, that's, you know, they want to do that to everyone else as well that would dare, dare do something righteous like defending private property, you know, or pushing back against wickedness. Or defending against somebody trying to murder you. Next report. Uh, Kenosha County Sheriff David Beth refuses to deputize citizens to prevent rioting and mayhem in city. While police also ordered armed businesses and owners to stop defending their own property. It's clear as day what they're doing. But see, they're beta testing this all over the country to see where, you know, what, what's going to happen and this type of stuff and, and to push this narrative. With many armed citizens vowing to defend their safety and property from increasingly violent Black Lives Matter agitators, it appears they're not getting much support from authorities. Uh, <laughs> context. I spoke with the alleged shooter earlier in the night, meaning this is Kyle Riddingham, who stated he was there to protect property. He did not make racist comments, condemn Black Lives Matter, or mention political motivations or his actions. This is this Kyle Rittenham, the 17-year-old. He said that he was there to protect property and he was carrying a firearm. Let's hear him say that out of his own mouth. This is before the shooting took place. Somebody got him on Twitter, and this is Kyle Rittenham speaking. From the citizens, and I just got pepper here. We're protecting from the citizens, and I just got pepper sprayed by uh. So he got pepper sprayed. He's protecting a business that's not his own out of the goodness of his heart he's trying to protect private prophecies he's pro trying to stop this mayhem he gets pepper sprayed doesn't fire back 
from the crowd. So you had non-lethal, but you, you didn't respond. We don't have non-lethal. So you guys are full Meaning he doesn't have pepper spray. He's only got an AR-15. To defend the property. Yes, we are. Hey, no, if I can ask, can you guys step back? Medical, EMF right here. I'm an EMP. So that's Kyle Rittenhouse right before this all, this happened before, you know, they tried to kill him two different occasions on, on the streets of uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. The Journal sentinel also reported how a group of armed men with long guns were observed standing guard at a dry cleaning business on sheridan road near 59th street some on the roof police told them to get off the roof because you see you can't guard any of the properties you've got to just let them burn down okay now it's funny the police will go out and in wherever something's being guarded they'll they'll oh yeah well <laughs> you you better but wherever the rioting and the looting and the pillaging and the raping and the, and the fires are going on they have to stand down for that that's fine. That's acceptable behavior. But don't you dare guard, you know, uh, a, a, uh, a business, a private business. Don't you dare do that. Police told them to get off the roof. And I, I believe Kyle was up there at that point. And a person shouted back, officer, this is our business. Police did not ultimately order them off the roof. Police did not ultimately make them get off the roof. Oh, how benevolent of them. Not get off their own business. Thank you. Kenosha BLM rioters are throwing rocks at people who are protecting their own property. And then it shows in this video, they're throwing rocks at these people on the roofs for no reason at all. Just because evidently they want to come in there and burn down this dry cleaning establishment and the people on the roof are preventing them from doing that. This is the, this is the insane world we find ourselves in now. And... It says, um, yeah, they're throwing rocks at people who are protecting their own property. They don't care that those people are armed. And the people that were armed had enough restraint where even though they were getting rocks thrown at them, potentially a deadly weapon, they weren't firing back. Nope. And then it goes on to say, it is not known whether officers made the order of their own accord or whether they were told to give it by Sheriff Beth. However, Sheriff Beth, when asked whether he would consider deputizing citizens to help pol police restore order. Now, all the police are shown standing down. They're shown in a circle in like a public square, basically circling the wagons and just letting all the rioting and, and killing and pillaging and, sh and, and everything go on around them. They're doing nothing to stop any of it. That's how sorry the police are there. I don't care what their excuse is. That's how sorry they are. Okay. And then when he was asked whether he would consider deputizing citizens to help police restore order, he was unequivocal in his opposition. This Satanist sheriff was unequivocal in his opposition. And he said, there's no way I'm doing that. Because he's like, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to deputize citizens? My own men are gelded and they're up, they've all stood down. Why would I want to swear people in or deputize them when Satan's plan's working out to perfection. They're burning, rioting, killing, looting, stealing. Let them keep doing it. It pleases Satan. Why would I want to deputize this? So I'm giving you the translation of actually what went on here. If, if you were kind of unsure. Okay. Citizens with AR-15 stopped BLM rioters from destroying another automobile business. Is there anyone with an IQ over 60? 
who doesn't grasp the necessity of the Second Amendment by now. And that was a guy named James Wood posted that. And here's another one. Kenosha resident says police were powerless during Monday night's raids. I'm just going to play a brief clip of this so you can hear it right from her mouth exactly what she saw from her perspective. Let me just get the volume here. There's just no words. There's, there's just absolutely no words. I watched every... She said there's no words. Now, you're seeing them trying to rebuild the night after. They're in, she just can't even believe what she just saw. ...happened last night. I had to call 911 three times. It took them over two hours to get down here. <laughs> Not only... 911 three times. Took him over two hours. They didn't know what was going on. There's no rush. Why is there a rush? Just let them burn it down. Police are all being told to stand down. Just let them burn down. What does it matter? Did they destroy our business here? But they looted it. They stole things. They they trashed the inside of it. So they, they, they destroyed her business. She's standing in front of it. They looted it, trashed it. Police wouldn't do anything about it. It took them two hours to even get there. And I don't even know if they did anything when that happened. And then these are other things. Riders burned parts of Kenosha in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake, that wonderful, wonderful sexual sex offender. And here it shows the police, literally, they're burning stuff down and the police are huddled with their, like, MRAPs and stuff down the street doing nothing standing down all there in riot gear doing stinking nothing i don't care what the excuse is there is no excuse for this a paycheck i don't care and it's showing the rioters doing whatever they want i watched them pull signs out of the ground and smash these car lots right here light that one on fire yep I got hit with gasoline when they hit the credit union over there, lighting that one on fire. With the uh, probation office on fire, level that. It, it, it's just, it's horrible. They just and burned everything down, and, and the, the police, which were there, just let them do it. I'm here trying to help people along with other people, and then next thing you know, we're getting shot out by anti-protesters. They're literally shooting us. And the police, they didn't really do much to help. We had our hands up in the air. We said we're trying to help, and they just they hit us smoke bombs, tear gas, anyways. What? So anyway, um, we have that. Then going further, U.S. Marshals intercepted a cache of battle supplies that were being transported to Kenosha, Wisconsin, by Antifa Black Lives Matter support groups. This happened afterward, I believe, in order for them to continue this civil unrest the, the civil unrest in kenosha has gone on for nearly a week and is becoming more violent than ever before journalists and police officers have been threatened by thugs with firearms innocent people have been looted from and assaulted for defending their property and rioters have set fire to buildings with residents trapped inside a young man was even chased by a mob of these thugs threatened with gunfire and had no choice but to defend his life with his own rifle that was um kyle rittenham it's all about to get worse as Antifa and Black Lives Matter support groups plan to transport caches of battle supplies to assist their thug allies on the front lines. The police just arrested nine out-of-state individuals who were suspected of disorderly conduct and preparing for criminal activity related to civil unrest. Their vehicles contain helmets, gas masks, protective vests, illegal fireworks, and controlled substances, which were suspected to be handed out to the rioters. I'm really surprised the police did anything. 
surprised they didn't pat him on the head and say, you, you're doing a good job. You go back on the streets. You distribute all this. Be good little Satanists. On social media, the collaborators admitted that they are ready to feed the revolution using a riot kitchen crew. That's how they're going to feed the revolution, a riot kitchen crew. It turns out these out-of-state Antifa Black Lives Matter collaborators are doing nothing but feeding the flames of violence and supporting cruel lawlessness, all the while being praised as civil right heroes by a traitorous media and Democratic Party leaders and by the, the, the own, their own police forces standing down. Then we have this. Police standing down all over the U.S. so the National Guard military can occupy the streets of America and then ultimately imprison Americans and then ultimately get the blue hats on the streets. That's why all this is really happening. They're, they're trying to bring us to, to a, a certain point. Oh, boy. Imagine that. That video's been removed. Imagine that. Okay, so they've totally removed that video, and I can't play it for you. Unfortunately, that has happened a lot. Um, <clears throat> that's why I don't like to even have YouTube videos. But, I mean, what is this about? National Guard heading to Kenosha to maintain calm in the city. When they had tons of their own cops on the streets, more than enough to maintain law and order. But they were all huddled together. Like in one little spot, doing nothing, letting all the rioting happen. They didn't need the National Guard there. They could have easily, with any kind of show of force, put that thing down. And then again, if the sheriff would have deputized you know law-abiding citizens that would have been all that would have been needed at maximum but no 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 they do the exact opposite so that's what this is all uh moving toward let me see if this other video will play and this is entitled 1000 law enforcement members on streets after riot minneapolis streets after Riot. now this is minneapolis this is how they're getting the national guard on our streets now I don't think this one would be taken down because this is straight from the news. This is one of their local news. This is CBS News out of Minnesota. The streets of Minneapolis are filled with flashing lights tonight. This is a live look from Sky 4 as hundreds of officers and National Guard members work to prevent another round. See, and again, this is all about keeping us locked down. COVID-19, the riots, it's just all about control and keeping us locked down and controlled. And this is the new normal they want you to get used to. No right to free travel. No right to travel eventually without the vaccine and your digital vaccine. And just getting you to a point where you're just going to beg for whatever solution Satan gives you in order to be able to move around freely. Riots and looting in downtown. Thanks for watching WCCO, also streaming on CBSN Minnesota. A curfew is in place in Minneapolis and St. Paul right now, and police have already arrested 30 people for violating it. We have team coverage. WCCO's David Schumann spoke to a restaurant owner still processing the chaos last night. Probably the ones that were law-abiding citizens. Now, no, I'm sure it wasn't Black Lives Matter they arrested. We began with Marielle Mose, who has been watching... And you, and you have these... Like this guy, he's literally outside. He's wearing a mask. He's one of the reporters. He's, he's outside. Nobody's near him. He's wearing a mask. I mean... It's just the insanity. And National Guard soldiers work with local law enforcement tonight. L. Amelia, you can actually see the law enforcement present behind me here. I'm on the end of Nicollet Mall towards Washington Avenue between 5th and 4th by the light rail stop. Now, throughout the city, there were a thousand, over a thousand law enforcement members throughout the Twin Cities, as well as 400 Minnesota National Guard members deployed tonight. If you were anywhere downtown on several occasions, you heard the message. Oh, that I understand now. That video that I didn't play, 
because it was removed is because one of Richie from Boston's channels went down. Now, I know he said it's on another place. Let me just give you a brief synopsis of that video. What he did in that video, and he had played this before, he was showing all these places, and particularly this exact region, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, these types of places, Minnesota, where they had found there were quarries, rock quarries, where from, like, I don't know if you could access it on Google or whatever, you look and there was all of these National Guard, military, MRAP-type vehicles pre-positioned there, hundreds of them in all these different cores, and these are the same ones right now that we're seeing on, like, literally in the, in the newscast I'm watching here from the CBS Minnesota, you're seeing one of these exact same MRAPs that were shown in these quarries. Now they're on the streets. Now they're being deployed. And at first it's the National Guard, and then it's the United Nations. And all of this stuff has been pre-positioned by design on purpose. And evidently they wanted to kick this off in this region because I guess they felt like they had as good of a satanic foothold to pull this off. But that was the essence of that video I wanted to play you from Richie from Boston that got taken down. His, In fact, his whole channel was gone. So, you know, of course, I don't, I don't agree with everything he says, but... Um, you know that he was putting out a lot of truth if that was going to happen. And this is, again, why I never got on, on YouTube, because I knew these days were coming when, you know, you have to watch what you say and they're going to censor everything and all the AI and all the other stuff. I, I don't want to be held back by any of those parameters. Police, loud and clear. A curfew at 8 p.m. If you do not disperse, you will be arrested. <laughs> A well-known group of community members known as Mad Dads of Minneapolis also had a strong presence downtown tonight along the mall, working alongside law enforcement. We witnessed them helping get people onto buses to get them home so they wouldn't be arrested. Mad Dads told me that they were just trying to be the middleman between community members and law enforcement to help de-escalate. goal tonight is to keep the calm and the peace like we have throughout today and the last month. Um, we also are here tonight in presence to help people understand that there is a curfew um, that the people need to abide by. Now again, 30 people so far tonight have been arrested, but I spoke to state troopers along the mall here, and they all said that they're being very lenient on those arrests. And we've witnessed people, uh, state troopers walk up to people, ask for ID, ask where they're going, and on more than... Again, show me your papers, wherever you're going. I mean, it's, it's turning into, you know, Nazi Germany. It's already like that in, in Australia and in New Zealand. And there are so occasions I saw them just let people go by, make sure that they're oh, going to a parking garage. How benevolent of them. They can actually go from point A to point B without getting too harassed car or go to a bus stop or the light rail station and we've seen police monitor the light rail stop here and let people just go making sure that their final destination was home so arrest was not the immediate action that was happening here tonight and that definitely reduced tension between law enforcement and community members and definitely helped keep a relatively peaceful evening frank yeah. amelia i'm sure satan's very happy for all your wonderful efforts anyway then this just happened today this is front page all over in fact let me just check to see if there's anything more that is developed about this this whole guy that uh, um got shot in portland protester killed in portland as mayor uh trump trade blame dems accused president of stoking unrest 
tweet storm Donald turning mayhem into his advantage. Poll. Convention gave no bounce. MAGA war. So... This is this is all about this one guy that just got killed in Portland, and I'll give you the the down low on that. Uh, one person was shot and killed late Saturday in Portland, Oregon, as a large caravan of Trump supporters and Black Lives Matter. Now the thing is, is that this guy was he had an insignia called Patriot Prayer. It doesn't say anything about Trump, but it's always got to be right left paradigm that's constantly pushed. Okay, anyway. A caravan of Trump supporters and Black Lives Matter protesters clashed in the streets, police said. It wasn't clear if the shooting was linked to fights that broke out as a caravan of about 600 vehicles was confronted by counter-demonstrators in the city's downtown. An Associated Press freelance photographer heard three gunshots and then observed police medics working on the body of of the victim. The appeared to be a white man, a freelance the freelancer said the man was wearing a hat bearing the insignia of Patriot Prayer, a right-wing group whose members have frequently clashed with protesters in Portland in the past. Police said the man was shot in the chest. He was not immediately, immediately identified. It's unclear who shot him. Well, then an update. Word from Portland is that hundreds of militia are now moving in and tending to open fire on BLM protesters. That was of 9.23 a.m. this morning. So word, word for Portland, hundreds of militia are now moving in, intending to open fire on BLM protesters. Now, if this does finally happen, this will be it. This will be the start of the Civil War. If they come in and they actually get into a gigantic shooting war, I think that'll be the start of it. Because the, the um, demonic media will paint it one way, and it'll all be blame on the Trump supporters and on the conservatives and the pro-Second Amendment pro-lifers who did such a horrible thing against these wonderful, wonderful Black Lives Matter and Antifa thug devils. Okay, now I may be wrong. Maybe it'll take more to escalate it, but I think if you start getting into actual, like, firefights where, you know, they're firing real bullets both sides and multiple fatalities on both sides, I, I think that's going to kick this off. Um, so it says they're getting ready to open fire and BLM protesters who are being con contained by Portland police. If you can leave, please do. That was a lady that put that out. Now, again, the main report right now on Drudge is Trump praises supporters amid deadly clashes with social justice. Demons. So it's all about pushing the right left paradigm, the, the, um, the black and white race war, the Republican and Democrat right-left paradigm, the Antifa Black Lives Matter against the conservatives, Trump supporters narrative. There's all these different right-left paradigms that they're pushing right now. And um, I'm not, I'm just wondering if this is going to escalate. So Biden is, is, is tweeting and, and giving statements against Trump and Trump's doing the same to Biden. And it's just this big thing that just continues and continues to escalate this is what we've been telling you is going to happen for many months uh at this point uh it would take really an act of god or a miracle for it to not happen at this point now this is a video of the actual murder and just what you hear and then i'm not going to play it but it says you hear in the video hey hey we got one here at trumper now understand something these devils are cowards and what they try to do is isolate just as what, when you have a, a, a whole bunch of jackals or hyenas, 
in the Serengeti. And they're trying to go after a herd of, of whatever. They're trying to kill antelope or whatever. They always try to get like the little straggler that stayed behind or whatever so they can pick them off. They were trying to do the same thing to Kyle Rittenhouse. He was running down the street by himself and they said, hey, we got one here. Well, they got a little bit more than they were bargaining for. Now, the same exact thing here because these devils are cowards at the end of the day. And they, they, they like it when the odds are heavily in their favor. That's how they typically fist fight as well. You'll see them pile on one guy and there's like seven or eight of them. That's how they like to fight because they're cowards at the end of the day. So they shout, hey, hey, we got one right here, a trumper right here. And then you hear gunshots, bang, bang. This was the instant of the murder in Portland. Here's a, if you want to watch whatever was recorded, I give you the link there. Then... So there you have it. They killed a man because he was a Trump supporter and this appears to be an act. But he might not have been a Trump supporter. He had an insignia patriot prayer. I don't know. Maybe if he had more on him than that, I don't know. But, you know, I don't see Trump mentioned anywhere. Anyway, related. I'm not sad that that effer fascist died tonight. Left-wing Portland protesters celebrate the murder of this Trump supporter. Again, I don't see anywhere where he was a Trump supporter. He was patriot prayer okay then another report says suspect in murder of trump supporter says quote i'm a hundred percent antifa all the way end of quote now again if there were similar quotes coming from a white guy that killed a black guy and the, on the tables return you'd never ever hear the end of it ever so just trying to point out all the hypocrisy that we're dealing with then we have california da says cops must consider if looters needed stolen property before they can charge them with looting now this is the red level of insanity that we're reaching law enforcement officers have have to consider if looters needed the stolen merchandise before charging them yeah right that is how insane it is According to new guidance issued by leftist lunatic Diana Becton, the first-term Costa County District Attorney, supported by George Soros, the far left, and the anti-American billionaire. Widespread looting occurs in stores off-Broadway as police attempt to clear a sit-in protest for the killing of porn star, career criminal, and drug addict and woman beater George Floyd. On Sunday, uh, this was on Ocean Avenue in Santa Monica, on May 31st, 2020, and it shows a, a picture of the, all this happening. Okay. Uh, just to show you how whacked out she is, this woman, this uh, first term Costa County District Attorney, Diana Becton, uh, just to show you how whacked out she is, when a couple painted over the Marx, Marxist Black Lives Matter message on the street in front of the Wakefield County Courthouse, the office of the district attorney in Contra County, Becton, charged them with a hate crime, of course. Stealing is a fine as long as the thief needed what he stole. Stealing is is not a fine. It's, it's fine. Oh, stealing is fine. Yeah, so as long as what the thief needed. Oh, I'm sure the thief, if you ask him, is going to say... Well, I needed the 72-inch plasma screen TV with surround to sound. Surround around sound. Of course I needed it. Okay. You go your little satanic merry way. We're not going to charge you with a fine. It's fine. You're good. But if you paint over 
Black Lives Matter, the Marxist group propaganda, you're going to jail for a hate crime for sure. I mean, you know, that's what we're dealing with. Um, then this is another report. And I'm just going to throw this in there because we've kind of mentioned this before. And I don't know, man, between now, September and, and November, it, it may be the craziest time we've ever seen in the world. Now, I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to pass. There's just so many different things that could potentially go sideways. I mean, Pelosi's already openly stated that essentially if if Joe Biden doesn't win, and from what I'm seeing, it's even looking like in the rigged polls, there's no way it's going to happen. He can't even debate Trump. He's, he's, he's gone mentally. They couldn't have picked a worse candidate. It's almost like they're doing this by design on purpose so that they'll, they'll cry foul. They'll cry unfair when Joe loses. And I understand you could say everything's rigged. I get it. I understand. But they're setting it up for that. And Pelosi's already stated that if Biden's not put in, it doesn't matter. We will not accept that nomination. We'll have our own ceremony to say biden's the president and we will not recognize trump and if you think the writing's bad now wait do you see it then now that seems like unless there's some kind of miracle on the democratic side that that's what's going to happen now that's again what even the mainstream media is kind of postulating toward so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out. All I can do is speculate, but this is another thing that's kind of weird. Is September when it all kicks off in earnest? Now, these are just some things I'm throwing out there. I'm not saying, you know, this is definitely the way it's going to go down, but there are some things to think about and some of these things we have covered. Is it, Will this be the order out of chaos? I mean, we're already seeing a whole lot of chaos. Hungary is closing its borders to all foreigners starting September 1st. And this is just a microcosm here. On August 20th, the Hungarian government warned all of its citizens to not plan any trip abroad after September 1st. On August 27th, they held an emergency response drill nationwide involving police, ambulance service, disaster defense service, and military. Today, on August 28th, they announced that they will be closing the borders to all foreigners on September 1st. This is supposedly due to COVID-19. Okay. Yeah, the, the the fake hoax we're going to look at COVID 19 today it, it's it's such a joke now it's such a satanic joke it, it just more more information just comes out all the time which is an answer to prayer on exposing this scam demic that it is the website reported the hungry advisory to their citizens to cancel foreign travel after september 1st there's a link to that straight from their hungry the country hungry it would be a stretch, but you could look at some of these items as a prelude to some coming event, like um, governments all over. I mean, what, what's going on with governments all over the world spending and borrowing into oblivion under the guise of this virus, not caring about any implications? What about ultra-wealthy building bunkers and sea vaults? What about the barrage of divisive distractions, the right-left race wipe, the COVID-19 pandemic, etc., etc.? What about the top military brass being hidden away in Cheyenne Mountain, and then also all the people that are supposedly fleeing to the high-level Illuminati, fleeing to the underground base, underground Denver International Airport that's been going on for months? We've, we've reported on that over and over again. And then it definitely feels like something bigger is imminent. Uh, moreover, there are many signs something 
they are not telling us is up like rumors of lockdowns for september military activations for september hey they're already getting the military on the streets here everywhere pretty much worldwide right from due to covid 19 military would already be pre-positioned ahead of time israel telling all their citizens to come home china calling their citizens home i talked about that rumors of what could be starting in september like asteroid and meteor storms we've talked about that major military movements to the borders now it says i am in the dark on all this as you are but being aware of these things taking place does give up a leg up versus most other people that have no clue i'm not certain when it's coming but it sure looks like september is when it starts to come and again i'm posting this on hopefully i'll get it up on august 31st uh which is the last day of august and then we go into september and october november and remember the elections are on november 3rd i believe so really the next you know two months of a week <laughs> i mean I, it would be an absolute miracle from god if nothing happened if if it was just all calm pixie sticks and buttercups and everything just calm. now i'm not saying god can't do that it's just i mean if you if you read the the writing on the wall it looks like we could be going into just absolute order out of chaos and insanity uh then we have let's switch gears a little bit more food warfare more states to test uh to test and close farms wildfires and weather warfare so it just kind of covers a whole bunch of bases here with this video here Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Governor Inslee of Washington and Michigan today announced that they would begin mandatory testing of farm labor. That leads, as we know from Ontario, to false positives and then to shutting down yes. the farms. We're yes. witnessing... Which is what they want to do. They want to cut off all the food supplies going out as well. Because they want Satan wants maximum order out of chaos for what's coming. And shutting down the food supply ahead of time... I mean, the harvest is already the harvests are already devastated anyway because of all the weather warfare they've been doing and all the other things we've talked about. But then they, they say, okay, now there's mandatory COVID testing. We know where that leads. They shut down the farms, the the farm workers flee, and then the harvests rot in the fields. Which all again, they're trying to make sure that they're the only ones that have the food, so that when you're in maximum desperation and need, you'll go to the government and beg for whatever remedy they have for you the shutdown of the U.S. food supply right now. And we need to talk about that. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. And before I get into it, I want to start with this quote from a book called Plum Island, which details that uh, the U.S. Army has been working for generations on how exactly, in fact, quantifiably, they would be able to cripple a nation uh, by ruining its food supply. So we read, quote, in order to have a crippling effect on the economy of the Soviets, the food and animal crop resources would have to be damaged within a single growing season, mind you, to the extent necessary to reduce the average daily caloric intake from 2,800 to 1,400 calories a day, i.e. starvation level. Reduction of resources to that level for a year would kill about a fifth of the people, 20%, and it would render the others completely useless. No manual labor would be possible. They'd yes. become just sluggish. They'd be starving. Yes, there are people in the U.S. government whose job it is to war game, to think about how to starve out a country. 
and the strategies that they have devised are being employed here now. That is why we're seeing weather warfare deployed. Tens of millions of acres of the corn crop, a lot of livestock in Iowa, and lots of grain storage decimated. Now we've got not one but two hurricanes inbound, heading right for the heart of our rice production. It's not just weather warfare that's being used, though. There are agendas at play. Of course, we just saw a train derail this morning carrying tons of corn, and they're already claiming that this grain will not be salvageable. Just the latest loss of corn. It seems to be dangerous to be anywhere near corn right now. You might want to take a step back if you're near it. I'm here in North California where the air is once again full of smoke and ash, and the sky has been aglow with a wildfire that was way too close. We were, uh, there were plenty of people that were evacuated, thousands of people, and uh, plenty of animals on farms in the area that were, people all converged and helped, and it was just really inspiring, actually, to see the community come together here in Nevada County to make that happen. Mountains were literally moved by people, and we didn't spend time thinking about how it was impossible. We all just came out and made it happen. And this is the kind of hum human spirit that we need to bring to this larger problem of the shutdown of our food supply. It just, it's, it's, it's so telling. If we all put our hearts and minds together, there is nothing we cannot achieve once we see a visible threat. And so I'm hoping that this video and this channel can make visible the threat, the looming threat to our food supply. Because the, the fires are absolutely part of this attack on agriculture as well. There have been farms lost here and in other fires. Not the ones that are at such scale in the Central Valley. For them, you need a different tactic. And that is what we'll talk about here in a second. The deprivation of harvest labor. Um, now it looks like we're seeing uh, more lightning storms coming in starting tomorrow. And so we have every expectation that there will be even more fires starting and, of course, this is just delivering on the promise that former Governor Jerry Moonbeam Brown made when he said, I will make believers out of even the staunchest climate deniers within five years. Quote, you're going to see these fires not only continuing, but getting worse by the year as they are now. So this is, this is delivering on that promise. The floggings will continue until you submit to the climate change Agenda 21 agenda. And uh, so, yeah, so these fires are expected. If you've seen the climate action plans, you should know that the flooding, the uh, weather warfare, the fires, all of this is a integrated agenda, and it's targeting our food supply as well. Let's talk now about the harvest labor. Governor Inslee this week issued a proclamation requiring COVID-19 testing of ag workers. Quote, there's no question we need to escalate our response to this pandemic case-demic now, and we know that additional focus may be placed, must be placed on ag workplaces. We know that people of color have been disproportionately impacted by the pandemic, and uh, we need to address that. They always make the appeal to minority status as something that has to do with why we are going to shut down our food supply. They just have to have some um, virtue signal, as they say, we're going to stop the farms. And as I mentioned, we've seen this play out earlier in this year in Ontario, where they said, hmm, we're having some hot spots on these farms. Let's mandate testing just to be super safe. And they go in and they get all these tests positive, coming back positive. Even, I mean, look at this. It's been happening everywhere. Every single farm worker at this U.S. farm has tested positive. 
Here's another quote, a different, this is a different article about a different farm in California. Everyone tested positive. Ladies and gentlemen, this is ridiculous. There's clearly no value, and, but, but nonetheless, we're going to go ahead and we're going to mandate testing now, Governor Inslee, in every farm in Washington, which will necessarily lead to more of these people testing positive, and then we'll see the shutdown of farms in Washington. This did happen. Farms effectively shut down in Ontario. This is already played out there, and uh, it's happening now in California. Governor Newsom, Gruesome Newsom, has sent out COVID-19 strike teams to, again, to enforce OSHA guidelines and shut down farms that do not comply. And we're seeing this trend. There it is. Dispatched three coronavirus strike teams this past week to the Central Valley of California, where there can't be wildfires because they've got irrigation, um, and they're shutting down the farms. Here it is happening in Michigan, as I mentioned, starting Monday. Mandatory testing for Michigan farm workers. A federal judge on Friday refused to block, so it's still there, a requirement of Michigan's farm workers to get tested, rejecting claims that it violates the rights of Hispanic. I told you, they're always playing, they always have some appeal to the minority, to this racial thing. They just have to have that in there. Uh, it's playing out in New York as well. Migrant farm workers warn of next COVID-19 wave. I mean, you can just go, try it. Search your state farm worker protections, and COVID-19 protections, and you will probably find something. I couldn't in Iowa. Maybe that's why they had a land hurricane there that took out a 100-mile-wide swath of our corn. So this is the biggest attack on U.S. agriculture that you can imagine. Here it is from Wisconsin. Emergency order requiring protection against the workers. So yes, always worker protections, but what's really going on is state by state, a shutdown. Mandatory testing leads to people testing positive, leads to shutdown. We have said for months now that this narrative had been injected and that it's been playing out, and now sure enough, it's, it's happening. They are shutting down the U.S. agricultural system. They're stopping the harvest. And they are going to, within a single growing season, deprive us of a ton of food. At the same time, we've seen states like Seattle, uh, Washington stockpiling food to the roof. It's the same state that's shutting down their farms. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, why do you think they're doing this? What's going on here? Right. We saw Illinois doing the so same. they're shutting down their farms so you don't have any food, but they're stockpiling to the roof so they have plenty. And then, you know, knowing that most people don't have any kind of storable food or whatever they know that they're going to get a certain percentage of people that are going to come to them begging for the remedy that's what they're banking on it's all about getting us to comply with what is coming and the vaccine will probably be a part of that lucky rink with boxes of food we also know this is what they told us was going to happen during their food chain reaction game simulation <clears throat> just like event 201 with bill gates food chain reaction game was funded by the Center for American Progress, George Soros. It had participation by Cargill, Big Ag, and Mars, a private big food company, so, who was also involved in crafting the Rockefellers' Reset the Table agenda. It's all the same players behind this demise and takeover and rewrite of the U.S. food supply system. But they're going to first bring this country to its knees. And I just want to make that abundantly clear because it's happening now. And we need to get prepared. You need to be growing your own food. You need to be telling people what's going on and getting them to start growing their own food, saving seeds so that we can have abundant food going forward. And uh, this is where we are now, folks. Food wars is nothing new. This should be no surprise to us that food would be used as a weapon, a device to ensure compliance to their agenda for control. Um, okay, we have that. So let's go to the next one. 
uh, big shift coming cashier cashierless stores popping up at gas stations, stadiums, and even Duncan. This is Dabu Seven. One of the biggest and most unprecedented moves in history is happening right in front of your face, as they are taking away coins and soon-to-be fiat, and in the midst of it, they are introducing all of these different places and designs that go along with this futuristic way that they want things to be like. All along, showing you, if you have the eyes to see, the cash and life as you know it is about to change forever. Now, a lot of this concept is being drawn off of ideas that came from Amazon, is what they're saying. These Amazon Go-like stores. Now we have MasterCard stepping up, saying that they are increasing their efforts to create more of these cashierless stores. Unveiling a platform that it calls Shop Anywhere. They're teamed up with a retail tech company called Acel Robotics which has created a bunch of these different setups here. And what this is allowing is for people to walk in, check in at the kiosk, go in, grab whatever you want, and as you're walking out, it already knows who you are. So it has your account information, and it deducts from it as you exit with that item. Now, this I mean, is... It, it, how is this any different from what will happen when you have the mark of the beast? It'll just be in your right hand or your forehead, and you'll scan, you'll go into these stores, and... It'll just be all taken out when you leave the store. Being rolled out in stadiums, in gas stations, across the country. There is no change being given back, obviously. We already know what's happening there in an unprecedented move. They're taking all the coins away from everyone, and they're not giving them back. And all the lemmings seem to be missing the writing on the wall. That the biggest shift of our lifetime is coming right around the corner. So, where else are these? How about places like your Dunkin' Donuts? How about right out at the gas station, yeah. grab and go. As you can see here at the kiosk. Yeah. You're going to see a lot more of these. Yeah, this is a grab-and-go Circle K kiosk. It's literally between the gas pumps, and it's refrigerated. And I, I don't exactly know 100% how it works, but I'm, you know, it's right there. No cash being used? No coinage? No nothing? It would be the use of a card, yeah. and this is where it will all be transferred. I guess you just swipe your card, and you know, I guess it knows what you're getting or something. I don't know digital blockchain in a blink of an eye in the offing touch free payments you don't even have to touch the screen it sees you it's scanning your face as oh, i've wow. shown in other videos wow. pay with your face in california is what i just covered in another video and it and because there's no there's very minimal to zero pushback on this it just gives the illuminati the green light to advance the agenda even further right into this thus far See, they're scanning the face because you don't have the in-game piece yet. You don't have the chip, the mark, what will be scanned for everything. And right. I'm telling you, the technology will be set up for this yes. as well. That's yes. what you need to be mm -hmm. watching for along the way. When they have these certain scanners that start popping up in different places, and you're like, what is that scan for? And it doesn't scan the credit card. It's not scanning your face. And you can't figure out what it's there to scan for. It's there to scan for that mark.
Those that have the eyes to see can see. So this now is we're not in the tribulation yet, so the mark of the beast is not going to be implemented. But you can sure have a lot of things right now that are leading up to the mark that we're seeing. Because remember, this is all about incrementalism. Coming to Dunkin' Donuts. This is coming into all their different places. Circle K's. Gas stations. It has begun. Right around you. The writing is on the wall. The biggest shift ever is about to take place. Global scale. All of the earmarks are right there for you, sitting on the table, telling you where this is going. If you do not prepare, I don't know what to tell you. You can go off to some other videos, some other headlines, some uh, whatever. There's really nothing more important than the collapse of the society that we know right now and the one that they're trying to install right in front of your face. And they're doing it through occult black magic in slow motion. Yeah, they are. So slow <laughs> that it works great for them. Yep. The frog doesn't even know it's getting cooked. Yep. That's slow. Join me. DLive. Okay, so we have that. I'm just trying to cover as much as I can cover here uh, so that we can get you as much information as possible uh, next report for months we've all been told that a new uh novel coronavirus has been killing tens of thousands of people and we all need to wear masks i mean this is bombshell this report here okay this is and it's a title if you want to find it in the pdf it's the fda saying covid virus covid 19 virus has never been isolated uh we've been told this coronavirus has been killing tens of thousands of people we all need to wear masks we need to close businesses stay home such give up all our freedoms the people telling us to do these things are governors officials from the cdc um state level public health officials and the like all of it though has been a complete fraud yes that's right a fraud all of these so-called professionals and medical experts have never not once actually isolated the virus which they say causes COVID-19. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, no, quote, no quantified virus isolates of the 2019 coronavirus are currently available, end of quote. That's right. No quantified virus isolates. None. Got, we've got them in writing. The food and drug, and it's almost like the Kabbalistic principle of them coming out and telling you it's all a scam. So you could, so you, so they can say to you from a Luciferian principle, "Well, we warned you, we told you." Yeah, it was a little bit after the fact, but we told you. Um, it doesn't mean there's not a virus that's been causing these things, but none that they've ever been able to isolate. They're saying, so at least what's it's what they're saying. The Food and Drug Administration, in a publication outlining Centers for Disease Control testing protocols, admits this in writing. A publication titled CDC 2019 Novel Coronavirus Real-Time RT-PCR Diagnostic Panel with this cover sheet tells potential testing laboratories. And, well, here, I'll read it from you. Uh, since, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of um, very um, technical talk, but it says in, in the um, analytical performance section, it says, since no quantified virus isolates of the uh, 2019 COVID-19 are currently available and then it goes on blah 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 here's the cover sheet for it straight from the CDC not making this up it's 
So it's admitting there's no quantified virus isolates. Medical science has known for over 100 years exactly and precisely how to isolate a bacteria or virus to determine if it is, in fact, the precise infectious pathogen causing harm. This is done by following a process known as Coe's postulates. In 1890, the German physician and bacteriologist Robert Coe set out his celebrated criteria for judging whether a given pathogen, bacteria, or virus is the cause of a given disease. Coe's criteria brought some much-needed scientific clarity to what was a very confused field. Coe's postulates are still the benchmark in judging whether there is a cause and effect relationship between a pathogen and a clinical disease. Sadly, as of today, which is you know August 29, 2020, at the time of this writing, not one laboratory anywhere on this planet has successfully performed Coe's postulates upon the so-called novel coronavirus, which allegedly causes COVID-19. What we have seen with the outbreak of the sickness called COVID-19 is a knee-jerk reaction by the medical community and a wholesale series of lies and distortions by public health officials to wrongly deprive us of our freedoms, our livelihoods, our businesses, and our recreation. This COVID-19 situation is likely the biggest fraud ever perpetuated on humanity. I, I do believe that's the case. No, this is not a pandemic. Uh, no, you do not have to wear a mask or gloves or protect yourself. No, you do not have to social distance. No, you do not have to shut down your businesses or stay at home from work. Let me see if I can move this around here. Now, here is a, uh, a thing that they're showing from earlier... This is from Dr. April Bowler of the World Health Organization. I'm assuming this was, I don't know, maybe like February when this came out. Who guidance on mask? Okay, World Health Organization, which is essentially the United Nations. This is right on Fox News. There's, they take a screenshot of this TV. Masks should only be used by healthcare workers, caretakers, or by people who are sick with symptoms like fever and cough. But again, asymptomatic carriers, like the WHO said also about supposed COVID-19, there is almost a 0% chance that they would transfer it to anybody. So the mask would only be indicated according to WHO standards for the general public as if you had symptoms like a fever or cough, which is you know, obviously a very, very tiny, tiny percentage of the population. But no, 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 no. Now they're saying, no, no, we were wrong. Everybody has to wear them all the time, even in your house. You know, it's just, it's just Satan seeing what you'll put up with, essentially. Okay. Um, so if you do not have symptoms like a fever or cough, there's no need for you to wear a mask, nor, or do any or do any of the other nonsense they've been pushing in the world for months. You can read the original CDC document uh, directly from the FDA here. The specific paragraph screenshot is on page 39, and I give you a link there. Um, I'm about out of time. I'm going to go ahead and stop part two here, and we will go to part three next.